we don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Garamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Um, DLs, I want to paint a picture for you. On the table is the last three snacks that Jem just ate. I'm looking at a pickle in a bag. Um, you're missing out, by the way, if you've yeah. never tried a pickle in a bag. It's Different f- to pickles, plural, oh, in a jar. It's fucking disgusting. Then there's a tuna can, empty, but it was the tuna was tunering for a moment. It's a zesty vinaigrette. Okay. And then there's a packet of these things called fruchocks, which we were very kindly gifted by DLs in Adelaide. It's like a milk chocolate surrounding an apricot. Tube. I'd say an apricot covered in chocolate. Yep, cool. Um, but I don't but like the apricot. She doesn't like the apricot, so she sucked the chocolate off and then put the apricot section back in the bag. Now, my bestie is gross when it comes to snacks. Excuse me? Gross and niche. Tuna, a pickle in a bag, and half-chewed apricot bits. I just want to linger on the pickle in the bag bit for a second. To my pickle lovers out there, there is a local American candy shop in my hood and they sell individual like imagine the biggest pickle you've ever received in a pickle jar it's choding it's like double the size put it in its own bag of fluid (laughs) (laughs) and they do different flavored fluid it's not called fluid it's brine okay it's not called fluid (laughs) you feral bitch (laughs) i highly recommend dill (laughs) dill fluid yeah it's so good. You love a pickle. You're partial to a pickle. There's something fucking gross about a pickle in a bag. It's like some things shouldn't be in a bag <laughs> and pickles are one of them. Nah, it's delicious. All right, let's start the episode. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you with emails and meetings and husbands and kids. We don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves. G'day, g'day. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. How are you going? I'm swell. How are you doing? You're a nice full tummy with all your competing flavours. Look, (laughs) Rebs didn't add into there, but I've got it right here, is uh, Flamin' Hot Cheeto Minis. Help me, guys. Hashtag come to me for more health advice. It's getting weirder and weirder. I feel like the tour diet has spilled over into our lives. Oh, man. I personally am eating like a pregnant stoned person. Same. Like I've got to get back into some kind of nourishment. I know. But it's hard. It's hard. So cute story just to kick things off today. Hit me. Teddy turns to me the other day. And look, Teddy has been a little bit struggling Aww. with mummy being away. And we're recalibrating and that's okay. Boyfriend won't let go of my hand. Oh, bless. <laughs> Needs to be physically touching me at all times. He's always been a tactile kid. I know, sure is. His love language is definitely physical touch. Mm. Anyway, we're in the car and he goes, Mummy, is it really illegal to marry your mum? Oh, bless. And I said, He's yeah. in love with you. And I said, yeah, mate, it is. And he goes, oh, that's so unfair. <laughs> and I went, I know, I know. Anyway, we're not about our day. And then 5.30 the next morning, he wakes up. He's like, mum, can you take me to the bathroom? I was like, yeah, right. He's like peeing and I'm sitting on the bath just with my eyes closed. And he goes, mum, is it illegal to marry your grandparents? 
was. Oh, wow. And I, went, I was like, like, it's like he hadn't like stopped yeah, yeah. thinking about it since the day before. And I was like, oh yeah. Like anyone you're blood related to. And he's like, sister. I was like, no. I was like, oh, he's really in knots about this. Like mm. what's going on? And I like gave him a card and I said, hey mate, you can stay with me as long as you want. Like you can live with me until you're ready not to. And he goes, really? And I go, yeah, buddy, you don't have to go marry anyone. And by the way, you don't actually ever have to get married if you don't want. He goes, really? Oh, okay, mommy. <laughs> and then went and got back into bed. So he thought it was just a part of society, I think a he part thought, of life, like it was coming for him at a certain age. At a certain point, he's going to have to man up and get married, move out away from mum, never see his grandparents again. Like he just thought once you grow up and get married, you've got your own stuff going on. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I think I alleviated his fears. You but, um, definitely did. But can we talk about the fact that you've promised him that he can stay living with you forever? Like I'm just... I'm not going to kick him out. No, look, Revzy. He's I'm, not going to be at home till he's 40. You know, I'm just trying to alleviate his six-year-old brain. Okay, so we were called the boomerang generation. Yes. Yes. I feel like their generation... Is going to be like the Velcro, Velcro yeah. gen. Yeah, they're not going to leave us. They won't be able to afford it. Mm. So I can foresee a conversation with Teddy when he's like 25 living at your house <laughs> with his girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever and you're like, mate. You guys got to get your own time place. Time to move out and get a fucking job. Like, come on. <laughs> No, I've got faith in my bro. He's just he been missing you. me yeah. and he's trying to understand why he ever would have to live a life without his mum and fair enough, mate. Meanwhile, you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? The fact that my kids just straight up don't respect me <laughs> and have an enormous <laughs> amount of respect for my husband. Okay, what's going on? Well, contrastingly to Revs's experience with Teddy and him missing her and him being super tactile and not being able to let go of her hand, my kids are fucking sorted, aren't they? <laughs> they so had a ball. Just to paint a picture, before the live tour, I don't know if anyone listened to the DNM about sleep, mm. but I had a little bit of a breakdown, <laughs> emotional, mental breakdown yes. over the fact that very little sleep has been had in our household. And we were stuck in this, and it had been going on for about six months, pattern of Iggy coming into my bed every night, often weeing through his nappy, so needing a nappy change, having growing pains, so needing medicine or a leg massage. And then every other night, Rafa would come in with her 10 million teddies. Like, it was just a version of hell that I didn't know existed, this level of sleep deprivation that I was experiencing. Anyway, Revs was like, babe, I bet you can't wait to go on tour and like sleep through the night mm. for the first time in a very long time. Story checks, did sleep through the night yes. while I was away, did love tour life. But what is outrageous is that my husband in two nights of me being away got our children to sleep through the night yep. in their own beds. Wow. Yeah. Is he available for rent? <laughs> so I've had lots of DLs skating to my DMs with that exact question. Is your husband available for hire? Mm -hmm. I don't know what his method is. I suspect it might have been insert earplugs and ignore. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't asked him. But uh, the trend has continued. And while I'm raging about the lack of respect my kids have for me and how much they respect him, I'm fucking 
fucking stoked. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's kind of hot. Oh, yeah. Like he handled it. Yeah. Sort out the household. Daddy Von Trapp. Yeah. <laughs> Get it sorted. The trend has continued, Revs. We've been back now a couple of weeks and... Um, They're still sleeping in their beds. Yeah. <gasps> okay, so you can't fuck this up. I cannot. Or you fuck it up accidentally and then we have to go on a girl's weekend <laughs> to sort that. out the children. <laughs> But I feel like a new person. Yes. Yes. Like for any DLs who are struggling with sleep and you feel cranky and crap, like I get it. Yeah. It's very fucking real. Yes. I see you. I validate your crankiness. Like you are allowed to be a snapdragon when you are not sleeping. You are good to no one when you're in that place. Like everything is extra upsetting and you are a fucking bitch 24 seven. Bungie P, I feel like a level of relief. I can't even explain. And the energy, like I spring out of bed. (laughs) I'm I'm sleeping through the night. It's wild. It's wild. Okay. So why do you think it took you going away? Well, my husband says I'm an enabler. Yeah. Like I don't want to admit it, but he's right. But Iggy just knows how to get me. Being the baby in our family and the way he's like, mommy. And he just like needs me. And I'm like, no, no one gets him like I do. Like I do a lot of excuse making. Mm. For him. And then Hubs is like, oh, your baby boy. Like he gives me shit about it. But then I realized that like Hubs is just really good at putting up firm boundaries Boundaries. with the kids. Mm -hmm. And they fucking respect it. Yeah, of course Mm -hmm. they do because he's being the grown up. Hey, what what, what are you saying about me? I'm saying you were not being the grown up. You were being a pushover enabler. Yeah, it was. And the kids have your fucking number when you don't Mm. hold your – look, you were exhausted for many reasons. Lots of work on – yes, you were tired. But, you know, when you're worn down by a series of weeks or months of sleep deprivation, it compounds and it makes things really fucking hard. And I saw you, like, you were – very, very strung out. I saw an interaction here at your house where you were like, you had some Mentos on the table and Iggy came home from daycare and he was like, ooh, lollies. And you were like, no, no lollies today, mate. You've got to have your dinner. And he goes, no, I want one. You went, okay. <laughs> like, like one move, like not even one protest, not even one attempt to hold your boundary. You were just like, I'm fucking done. I got nothing in me. I have no fight in me. Anyway, it's good to see you back, babe. I'm back. She's back with a spring in her step. And you know what I haven't admitted to is that in the last couple of weeks, there was one night where mm. Iggy got up and he climbed out of his cot and he came into my room and I was like, no, yes. nope. I was like, hey, buddy, do you want to cuddle with mummy? Let's have a quick cuddle in bed for two minutes and then is it okay if you go back to your bed? Take out the is it okay mm. next time. Okay. And then you will go back <laughs> yes. to your bed. And then you're going back but to he, your bed. But he agreed. Like when I said, is it okay? He went, okay. And then we had a two minute cuddle and then That's I said, that starts. And the next night you say, is it okay? And he'll go, no. And you go, okay. <laughs> My point is, after a two-minute cuddle, I said, two minutes is up. Time to go back to bed. And he went, okay. And I put him back into his bed and he went straight back to sleep and he hasn't done it since. Great. He stayed in his bed. And no I'm, more slip-ups like that. <laughs> no, no. But a slip-up would have been me indulging in yeah. him sleeping. My bed. I would have gone, all right, come on in. Because yeah. I think I was a little – I think it was codependence, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of that going on. All right. 
why you I, like a little I warm like the bed company. buddy. Yeah. But now I don't. So after hotel life oh. and sleeping through the night. And also, can we talk about blockout blinds? Can we? I reckon I could give a TED talk on blockout life blinds. Life changing. Now. Life changing. I remember Rachel Tag, who's also an early riser, she stayed in a hotel in Sydney for our show, which we were back at home with all of our children. Big, big mistake. <laughs> big mistake. And she slept in till nine. And yeah. she was like, oh my God. Dude. She said she woke up and swore it was 5 a.m. Yep. Like body clock vibes and looked at her phone and was like, oh my God, it's yeah, nine. I, oh. I don't think we really fully appreciate how our external environment gets us when we're mm. asleep. Well, I slept till 10 a.m. in the Adelaide Hotel. Amazing. On our day off. 10 a.m. Woke up, same thing. I was like, oh, what is it, 7? Nope, 10 a.m. Missed breakfast. So good. Loved it. Needed that sleep. Yeah, block out blinds are a whole thing because they don't only block out light, they block out sound. Just all of it. You're in a full sleep pod. You know what? If you are having a rough time with sleep, I reckon this is your sign to book a night at a hotel, right? Yes. A night away, a respite evening. I don't know. I feel like you need more than a night. I I feel like maybe two nights. Yeah, two nights. Like I felt sorted in Melbourne. Yeah. After two nights of sleep, I was like, yes. And one of them wasn't even a real night of sleep. Okay, I lie. I felt sorted in Brisbane. Yeah. 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 After Brisbane, even though we were staying in Murder Hotel, I slept through the night and I felt amazing. Yeah. Yeah, One night isn't enough because you almost can't relax Mm. the first night. Like I remember you in Melbourne, you were like, I may not sleep, but at least I don't have to get up. Mm. I don't have to get up and deal with anyone's nappy or anyone's softies or have any kind of negotiations. Like I can at least stay in bed if I wake up. So you need one night in case you don't sleep and then you need a backup night. Yeah. And this is a total lesson for me. And it's funny because I try and dish out this advice in inverted commas all the time about letting your partner do things. Oh, interesting. Yes. When it came to settling Iggy at night, I was like, no, babe, you don't know how to settle him. And I had sort of put that blanket rule, like it's got to be me. Iggy needs me to settle him. And I never gave my partner permission Mm. to give it a go until I went away. So if you're kind of stuck in this loop, like, yeah, yeah, as yeah. you know, Rev suggested, a hotel stay and leave it to your partner, kids will act differently. Yeah. They just will. Anyway, that's me for the week. I'm just freaking stoked. Oh, it's very good. It's a very, very good update. Yeah, my guys really struggled. Yeah. Isla really struggled at the start. Can you tell our DLs about how we broke up our tour? So we did Melbourne mm. and we were away for two nights and then there was the opportunity for Revs and I to fly straight to Brisbane, spend a couple of days in Brisbane before getting to work. One day pretty much. Yes. But then we decided, oh, maybe we should come home, even though financially it really didn't make sense because we were double booking flights. Mm. But we just thought our kids might need us. Because otherwise it was going to be two straight weeks away and we thought that felt like a lot. It was a mistake. Mm. Coming home was not good for anyone. It wasn't good for us because we were like, we just started the tour and had this amazing Melbourne show. Melbourne was a jam-packed schedule. We went right from our very first show, taking that all day, doing it that night, the meet and greet afterwards. And then 7am we had to be at Westfield to do our Westfield bestie brunch. And so it was this absolute whirlwind. And then we flew home straight after the brunch. Mm -hmm. So we were exhausted and actually we probably could have used a flight to Brisbane and a night in a hotel to recover. But instead we flew back to Sydney. And then of course, because the kids had missed us, they were all over us. 
my kids were strung out because like I'd had to rejig their schedule. Remember my kids already go between two households. So mm-hmm. adding a third household being my stepmom and my dad, which is where they went, adding that third household and also just fucking up their already pretty delicate schedule really threw them. And they didn't like not knowing where I was because yeah. they had a schedule of where I was going and all that kind of thing. And I told them many times, but they're little. They were like, so are you in Adelaide? I was like, no, I'm in Melbourne. And then I was like, well, what time's your flight? And she wanted all the details. Yeah. And then if she couldn't get on to me, she was like, I couldn't get on to you. I didn't know when your flight was. Like it, she just got really anxious. Yeah, she did, poor baby. She's not used to that. She's used to like, oh, if mummy goes to work, she goes around to Auntie Jem's house. You know what I mean? It's not like these big trips away and lots of flights. And she confided in me that she's nervous about the flights. Yeah, because she's got a real genuine fear of flying. Yeah, she's not a great flyer. I mean, she's okay. Like, I'm trying to work with her on it and not letting it become a really big thing. But it just might, whether you help it or not. She's got no reason to be afraid of flying when Teddy isn't. It's just this innate thing. She doesn't love takeoff and landing. And she's yeah, she was really anxious that I was getting on so many planes. And so I just made this rule where I'll always call you after a flight. And then we had one flight that was delayed and that really spun her out and yeah poor little baby anyway she eased into it and they had a lot more time with their dad in the second half and that was a lot easier just because it's more consistent just because it's their home you know they had a lot of fun with my parents but they were yeah surprisingly Teddy did really well at the top like he was loving it catching lizards with my dad and like having this fun sleepovers at their grandparents house and Isla was anxious and then it kind of flipped like Isla got into the groove and Teddy was like when is this over Mm. like when is my mum back so when I got them back we're still in recalibration there's a lot of touching there's a lot of like staying up a bit later there's a lot of coming into my bed there's a lot of mommy can you do this for me things they can do themselves like you saying mommy can you come to the bathroom with me it's like you know I'm like you can turn the light on yeah but I'm indulging it because of my mum guilt which just like you I can't really practice what I preach right now I am feeling that guilt but I am hatching a pretty exciting family holiday for the end of the year Ooh la la watch that, this space watch this space that is like core mem level family holiday for me and my kids so I'm so excited I'm like that's alleviating my mum guilt knowing that's coming down the pipeline yeah. and they're gonna lose their minds they're gonna lose their shit when I uh, tell them on Christmas day where we're going anyway yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting because your kids are littler than mine, but they stayed in their home with their dad. Yes. I think that's different to, yeah, mine kind of moved around a lot and the schedule was very, very different. Mm. Anyway, I was happy to be home for book week. Oh, good. Well done. <laughs> that alleviated some mum guilt. But yeah, flying home in between those shows was not a good well, idea. Well, it was almost like a tease. They got a bit of the drug mm. where they thought, oh, mummy's home. Yay. And then you're like, it's a taste, right? A yeah. taste of you. And then you're like, oh, no, I'm here for like one night and then I'm off again then I'm off again my kids were a little bit confused by that as well yeah Iggy was like oh you're home and I said oh I'm actually leaving (laughs) tomorrow can we tell the story when we were on our way to the airport to Melbourne so we had like our first show Iggy FaceTime to Jim and he was like are you off the plane now coming home and she's like oh babe I'm not even on on the the plane plane to leave yet Like Uh, their sense of time. Yeah, they don't have it. They don't have it. Mm. We talk in blueies in our house. Like if I go, just 10 minutes. Teddy's like, how long's 10 minutes? I'm like, one episode of Bluey. (laughs) Oh my God, that's genius. It's seven minutes. But anyway, like they can't think of what a parcel of time is unless you give them a yardstick. A reference. A reference. Anyway, poor little babies. I just wish I could have invoked my like corporate dad (laughs) a bit more, you know? 
Do you though? Yeah, because corporate dads, you know, they just travel for work all the time and the kids are just used to it and it's just what dad does for work and there's no big deal and there's no guilt and it's mm. all fine. And I'm like, it's just different with mums. Like, as you said to me when we were wherever we were, when I was having like full mum guilt about my kids being upset that I was away, they were part of our bodies. Like it is different. It is. They were literally inside of us. It is a different relationship. Even though we want it to be fair and equal in every way, sometimes it's just not. And they miss their mums more. I remember having a moment where I was really frustrated at what a big deal me going away was when my husband has been away several times for work and it just wasn't the same sort of charade with him leaving and then I have to give a little bit of credit to my husband because he was normalizing it yeah like he was so helpful but I would hear him say things to the kids within my earshot like it's all right guys daddy goes away for work all the time and now it's mummy's turn Mm. and we're really proud of her yeah yeah and I thought thank you for like just normalizing it yeah and taking the ownership over making sure they felt safe and they knew what was going on and that yeah normalizing it exactly what you said yeah that's what it takes it is Oh, for those asking me if Isla made it to soundcheck, she didn't because it was a school day. Yeah. But she watched most of the live stream. You curated it. Curated her getting to watch the live stream in that I would distract her or skip parts that were not appropriate for her ears. Like you dropping the C-bomb? C-bomb or any kind of It was only once for the DLs who haven't caught the live show. It was a one time, but it had impact. Can I give you a... um, hilarious insight from an eight-year-old she watched the body image video and she was like looking at me really quizzically and I was like oh is she feeling uncomfortable and she goes I don't get it and I was like what do you mean she goes why are you all so sad and I was like oh because and I couldn't even find the words but it was like Rafa being like huh what do you mean girls Mm. can marry girls you know what are you talking about mum I was like she has no sense that body image is an issue which surprised me do you want to keep that purity oh my god so much but she was like I don't get why everyone's sad yeah but was it like did you almost want to not explain it because it's like I don't want you to be aware of this that people do have complexities well here's how I explained it I said well you know I grew up in a different time to you and when I I grew up we used to think that every single body should look the same way you know what she said what she goes well that would be boring if we all looked the same everybody's different isn't that great or something like straight out of a fucking educational book and I was like oh my god I love that I was just so excited That's like she was real lit- progress real generational change and she looked at me like I don't get it why is this such a big deal and I was like this is amazing Long may it last. Oh, I know, I know. Did she get the vasectomy song? No, but she just thought she loved the costumes and she thought it was so funny that we were singing and I distracted her during the rude lines. I love it. I love it. Do you know what I don't have time for, Jem? What don't you have time for? Something that happened to you. I want to talk to the DLs about what has been going on in the background that no one is aware of to Jem while we were way on tour that's made me full of rage. Mm. You got to tell the story. It's your story to tell. I don't know. It's almost like I've numbed myself mm-hmm. to it. I've gone through a bit of a roller coaster, but I might need your help yeah. on this one, Revzy. Okay. But for context, we're in Adelaide and you know the white silk Alamaze outfit that I wear? This is a real hodgepodge behind the scenes reveal. <laughs> but essentially I borrowed a friend's set because this set is rare as hen's teeth. It is so freaking hard to find. And it was one of the costumes in the live show. Yes, 
it was one of the outfits that we wore and I had borrowed a friend set for the show, but she needed it back to go on her honeymoon. Yes. So we had that set for the Melbourne, Brisbane and Adelaide show, but we didn't have it for Sydney. So we found one on a higher website yep. and I was awaiting its delivery to ensure that it arrived in time for our Sydney show. Yes. Anyway, so we're in Adelaide, which is the penultimate destination before going back to Sydney. And I was on FaceTime to Hubs casually and I was like, hey, babe, have any packages arrived for me? Because I, I needed to have eyes on this yeah. set just yeah. to, for me to have the confidence to know I have a costume. Because I was bugging her like, hey, did you get your set? Is that, yeah. You got that lined up? You're going to have something to wear in Sydney? Yeah. <laughs> and Hubs was like, oh, yeah, there's a few packages for you. And I was like, oh, do you mind like opening them up to see if the silk set's there? Anyway, he opens the first one and it's the silk set. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Hallelujah. And he's like, do you want me to open the other packages? And I'm like, you know what? I'm here. You may as well. So he opens the first package and he's like, the fuck? This is random. And I'm like, what is it? And it was five sachets of peach iced tea and a cutout note, like ransom style like cutout note. Like a strip note. of paper with printed type on yes, it. Yes, strip of paper with a printout note on it. And it said, hope your day is as nice as your peach emoji. And I was like, okay, oh, okay that's creepy. It was in a black nondescript satchel-y kind of bag and it had been express posted yes. the day before. And you can imagine like five peach iced tea sachets, like that would cost what, like a dollar? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like 20 cents a sachet from a box and this cut out note. But the thing that struck me as weird was they spent $15 on express, express post yeah. and it didn't say where the package came from all it said was Bondi Postbox. And I was like, okay, this is weird. There was no name. It was just, it's fucking weird, right? Like I was like, I don't understand why someone spent $15 to send this to me. And this is the other thing is it said Gemma Peanut. Mm you know, on the name, mm. which I was like, okay, well, it's not my name. It's like my Instagram name. That's so weird. Anyway, then he opens a second package. Another black satchel -y bag. Same satchel. And inside that bag was a tin of peaches. Like a golden circle tin of peaches, like a really Coles purchased homemade tin of peaches. Yeah. Not and homemade, like, you know, something you just pick up from Woolies. Home brand. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was also another cutout note. It was the cutout note. Yeah, like hand cut with yeah. scissors, a strip of paper with type on it. Yeah, and the words on this one said, you want a peach of me? Yeah. So at this point, how are you feeling? Wigged out. And Hubs was freaked. He was like, who are these coming from, babe? And I was like, I don't know, but this is weird. And it was the no return to sender address yep. that bothered me. No name on it. Nothing. Nothing. So I was feeling a bit irksome about it all. And we took pictures of it all. And once again, I did the maths and I was like, okay, so a tin of peaches is like $2.00. Once again, they've spent another $15 on express postage. That's 30 bucks to send me a couple of dollars worth of product. I don't know where this is going. And they weren't real, like, apart from being peach items, they weren't the same brand. So it was like a tin of peaches and then a Lipton iced tea. Like it yeah. was not related. It yeah. was the really homemade element of the whole thing had a creepy ransom vibe to it. Totally. I did freak out because I was like, okay, someone's playing a prank on me yeah. or someone's really trying to freak 
me out. And if this was their goal, they've succeeded. Yeah. And at this point, I'm in Adelaide. I'm like, away from my, your I'm away from my kids. This person knows where I live. Yeah. I don't know who. And, you know, you're imagining all sorts of things. Cut to 24 hours later, Hubs calls me and he's like, another package has arrived. I'm still in Adelaide. And the night before this third package arrived, I did not sleep mm. at all. I was anxious. I was entertaining the worst thoughts that someone was stalking where I live. Like, yeah, it the was, fact that it was your home address was really unsettling. Hungy P. And, you know, Sim, who's worked with you for a while, who was working on the tour and I, you know, the three of us were talking about this over dinner and me and Sim were a bit, we were weirded out too. And then we reminded you, you know, oh, you sometimes you get those weird anonymous DMs or emails from people that have been unsavory before. Like mm. that really recalled for me and Sim. And then you were like, oh yeah, those weird emails. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it started to feel like it was part of a larger thing. Totally. And I pulled up the email and I was like, the last one I got was September twenty. 20 and yeah. you know I was going over this and we were like it's got to be linked like this yeah. person's got something they've got it out for you yeah. or something like that. it just felt it was creepy it was creepy it was yeah. really creepy there was no other way of putting it but the third package arrived and it was a little peach smoothie sugar scrub bar <laughs> Again, it was tiny, just a singular sugar scrub bar, peach flavored. But this note is where I was really going, okay, I need to do something about yeah. this. It said, we have a secret and it's making us feel peachy. Same hand cut out, yep. printed, like even the font guys, it was this heavy, thick black serif font if you're a font geek. It had a threatening presence. It did. It was this thick, bold font that looked typewritery yeah. kind of labely. And not only that, Revzy, what we haven't mentioned was that none of these items were neatly packaged into a box. Nope. They were just, just floating loose. around loose in these big bags. black yeah. express post bags. And once again, this product was express posted for $15 from Bondi Post Office. So by this point, I'm like losing my mind because you want to know. Yeah. Like I was like, I want to know who, who this person is. This, this is someone. And they've been strategic and they've waited a couple of days to send another package and a couple of days to send another package and this was the other thing I was like on socials everyone knows I'm away so yeah. they've sent this package deliberately while I'm away and then I'm like but what would have happened if I didn't ask hubs to open them I would have come home and opened them yeah. all at the same like I was just I was racking my brains trying to understand who has sent this and now then guys as bestie who was there I was pissed like I'm anxious I was yeah. anxious you've got to remember not only were we doing our live show and heavily advertising where we were, we were also doing appearances at Westfield. So we had multiple meet and greets over a couple of days, which we obviously advertised and let everybody know about. And Jem's husband is at home with the kids by himself, like opening these weird sinister packages. And Jem's in another city with her geolocation clearly known by the internet. You know, it was really unsettling. Totally. And the thing about the peach reference as well, mm. like we all know peaches to do with your booty but, yeah, right it's and like it's creepy inherently and, sexual and when I worked on Neighbours there was someone who made a YouTube video which was Jade Mitchell's peach in active wear oh, and that yeah yeah that's right yeah do you remember and they had cut to because my character on Neighbours was a personal trainer oh my god so my character was always in active wear in tight leggings and someone had cut together a video of me like my character on Neighbours 
running or doing downward dog or stretching or because oh that was my cat. Yeah, they cut it together and I remember being like, that's fucking creepy. So then I was like, oh, we're back here with someone sending peach-themed products <sighs> to my house, directly to my house. Anyway. Now, it's not like Gem gives out her home address either. Like, you know, PR companies have to go through management and it's like it's not like something that's like known on a website or anything. It's not easily accessible. So someone, yeah, that was the element that was very upsetting and unsettling was it was coming to your house and look I'll admit this now there was one night in Adelaide where I woke up at 5am after like a mega restless night like I had nightmares about my kids being fucking kidnapped you know or someone staking out our family home and I'm in Adelaide I just couldn't sleep seriously guys I was fucking pissed on many levels but Jem was glowing during tour right like she was in a happy place back in the theatre doing this show it was such good vibes Mm. and then this thing like swooped in and Jem you were a shell like Mm. for a couple of days there like you did really really well to show up for everything we had to do because I know her and she was a shade of grey that I didn't like and when you don't sleep like that when you desperately need sleep Mm. two nights in a row you did not sleep and then you woke up this early on this morning yeah I woke up at 5am and you know my stomach was in knots Mm. Obviously, your gut always feels how your heart and mind are feeling, basically. I went to the toilet and this was at 5 a.m. and I got up from the toilet and I had like almost like a low blood pressure shift or something. No, you had a panic attack. Okay. I don't know what it was. You woke up on the floor. Yes. I woke up on my back on the tiles in the bathroom and I don't know how I got there. So I basically fainted. Mm. And in the process of fainting, I hit my left eyebrow. I had an egg on my left eyebrow. I had a massive bruise on my right shoulder and a massive bruise and egg on my left knee. And the back of my head was aching. So Full migraine. So imagine me waking up at seven or whatever and seeing Jim and she's like, hey, I'm like, whoa, what is wrong? She's got this huge egg on her face. Already a bruise is forming on your leg and a massive egg. And she's got a headache one of those all pervasive headaches yeah. and she talked me through it and I was like you've had a fucking anxiety attack maybe yeah I mean I don't even know what the hell it's never happened to me before what I think happened is I stood up from the toilet I fainted from obviously overwhelm anxiety I don't know fucking what I smashed my knee into what I think was the basin then I think I've fallen into the tiled wall <sighs> smacked my brow and then fallen on my shoulder and then ended up on my back on the tiled floor. I don't know. I wish you remember seeing stars. Yes. I remember standing up and feeling like I need to get to the bed. And next minute I woke up flat on my back on the tiled bathroom floor with no memory (sighs) of hitting anything. So at this point, me, Ben, Sim, everyone, like we start to get fucking mad. Mm. Like this person is fucking with you. Mm. And you just kept saying, well, if their goal is to get under my skin, they've succeeded. They've succeeded. Yeah. And it just made me fucking rage. Yeah. So at this point, Hubs has contacted the police to let them know that we had suspicious mail and that, you know, that my wife is away and someone has our home address and is sending these packages. And I live at home with the kids. And he said he just didn't feel safe and secure 
for not just him and the kids, but also for me. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, the police did nothing. They couldn't do anything because there was no threatening language per se. Yeah, and, and it's so black and white, yeah. right? It's like, well, has there been a threat made? No. And then you gave them context, like, but I'm doing these public events and appearances at the moment, and they're like, well, we would suggest you don't do those. <laughs> Is yeah. what they said. Yeah, don't do them. But my husband said to them, but we know they have been sent from Bondi Post Office, yeah. and it's time stamped. Yeah, can you not just go over there and see who sent and them? And just look at the security yeah. footage. Like for him and I, it was so basic what needed to happen. But no, they were like, no, there's no direct threat. We can't do anything. And my husband said to them, well, they must know that. So the language is Mm. deliberately non-threatening, but there is an underlying threat here. There is an inherently sexual vibe to all the notes and the peach references. And they're coming in these, sorry, but sinister black packages, Mm. all handmade to your home address. Like it doesn't take a lot to be creeped out by that kind of thing. Yeah. I remember I spoke to one of the constables at one point and I said, please don't let me and my family slip through the cracks of your broken system. Yeah. You know, at that point I was desperate because he, desperate. he was like, there's nothing I can do. I know. And you're like, for real? Yeah. Like nothing you can do? Okay, so the anxiety is building for Jem and we're coming home to Sydney. Yes. And this is when we start to get really anxious because we have four Sydney events. We have the live shows and we have two Westfield appearances and we have meet and greets at all four. And we're like, well, this has been sent from Bondi Post Office and you live in Sydney. Like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And I could see in Jem the anxiety mounting and mounting and rising. So I just went ahead and booked security for, for all of it because I was like, we just can't, it's just not worth it. And we don't know what it is and not getting any answers. And I think all we'd worked out from the stickers was that there was going to be a fourth package. Yes. So and that pol- was hanging over you. Yes. And this fourth package arrived again, $15 on express shipping. And I'm like, okay, at this point you've spent nearly $50 just on the shipping and this for this sick joke. When we were in tech rehearsal yep. at, in, for the Sydney show. Yep. The fourth package arrived and it was a little plastic bag with peach flavoured lollies in them and all it said on the weird ransom cutout notes are you all peached out yeah yeah and I was like "Ah, what the fuck and anyway it was mega frustrating at this point Hubs and I start talking about do we hire our own private investigator do we look into that option and take this into our own hands you know just like Revs and Benny and Sim were like no we're gonna hire security and you know just oh it just it was maddening it was driving me crazy but I didn't want it to spoil our experience of the tour and I was trying to sort of park it yeah and have fun which I did and I did try really hard to be really present but this was just a sort of niggling thing going on in the background. No, everyone wasn't niggling. It was all pervasive Mm. and we were all on high alert that like – what is this? It was yeah. just, it was icky and confusing and yeah, it just was very threatening in tone. Anyway, do we want to reveal the end of this story? The absolute plot twist. I get a fifth package. I open it up and it's a picture of peaches, but this time not on cut out random ransom like bits of paper on a proper postcard. And it says, surprise, did you guess? It's us. Yeah. And it's a full PR package this time. And it's a product and it's all in this peach, whatever. Basically they'd been doing guerrilla PR or marketing 
marketing to hit up influencers, I guess, to stir intrigue. And then the final package is like a proper PR package with a product for a fucking butt plug. Yeah. So it was from a sex toy, a prolific sex toy brand. Yeah. I don't know if we should actually give them airtime because I feel like stunts like this, that's what they want. They want people talking about it. And I'm still so mad at this process that I don't really want to give it free PR. I had such a sense of humor failure when I opened this package. I was like, oh, surprise. Did I guess it? Sorry, was I in a game that I didn't know I was a part of? Yeah. And how fucking dare you put me through that anguish and anxiety and fear for my family? Like completely unacceptable. And I was mad that they had my address. Yes. You've not worked with this company before? No, I've never done any sort of paid partnership situation with this brand ever. And also like PR agencies don't have a right to just send you stuff without permission. Look, I have relationships with particular brands who I have worked with for years. Like I'm talking Ergo Pouch. I'm talking Huggies. When I get a surprise package from them, it's fine. We have that relationship that has been established. It looks like a duck and it walks like a duck. Do you know what I mean? It's a PR package. It's Mm. not threatening in any way. It's wrapped in ribbon and it's got your work name on it and it's designed to be shared or whatever. Yes, that is part of influencing is that you get these gifts in the mail, but to actually deliberately like terrorize someone with these weird gorilla handmade packages that had a really sinister undertone, I think is like ethically fucked. Mm -hmm. Really 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 fucked and I'm super mad about it like the amount of anguish and time and stress put on your husband put on your au pair put on the tour team like literally the Westfield team like you know there have been ripples from this really misjudged joke tone yeah you know and I don't know I feel like when you know the ending you're like oh it was like a bad PR but actually I'm glad you told the story how it unfolded because it felt fucked up when you were in it and I feel a bit stupid as well like like there's that layer to it where I was like oh my god like I lost my shit because that did pop into the conversation we were like is Is this a PR agency like and we were like maybe and we were trying to justify that maybe it was and then you know I've been we were saying but why would they send four different branded products products. from four different not related brands yeah we honestly entertained every idea and in the end we all agreed as a group including my husband like this is not PR and I've been receiving PR packages for eight years I know what they look like I know what to expect this was completely different otherwise of course I wouldn't have reacted the way I did I wish I was on the front foot and went oh yeah I've seen this this is guerrilla style PR no I've never experienced anything like it in my life I had genuine real fear yeah like actual fear yes and I think because you were on neighbors you know you've shared with me that when you're on neighbors there's a whole department that actually is their job to filter fan mail yes because sometimes people get these unhealthy obsessions with particular characters or people on the show and they send weird stuff into the station. A previous cast member before me who received like semen in a tied up condom, you know, and they were like, make a baby with me, like fucked up shit like that. So they vet it all for you before they deliver you your fan mail. So it's not outside your realm of reference to be like, oh, someone might be like just trying to get me to know about them or under my skin or like let me know they know where I live. But it was the home address situation that bothered me immensely and you know 
When I scratched the surface and researched into this brand, it turns out that there were a number of other people who received these packages who were also sharing my experience of being completely creeped out. I'll just play you a little video because there's an Instagram that has covered this story. Morning Instagram. So I just sent two packages in the mail. They're weird. They have no address. They have no name. I'm very creeped out. The girls think it's really funny, but I'm really creeped out. So if this was you and you thought it was funny, can you please tell me? Because, like, I'm, like, freaking. So that was one person. And she looks distressed in the video. Mm. It doesn't come across in the sound, but she's like, can you please help me? Yeah, let me know if you've done this because I'm not loving it. Yeah. And then there was this influencer. Now, she has a P.O. box. Hers went to her P.O. box. So I think she was a little bit more clued on for Mm. that reason. It's way less threatening. Way less. If it goes to your P.O. box rather than your home address. But this is what she had to say. The last week I've been getting these mystery packages and I just got another one and it says we have a secret and it's making us feel just peachy and I'm half weirded out by it and half intrigued I am like who is this what is this what is this all about is this a PR stunt what do we think because I have no idea yeah, it's a PR stunt and that's exactly what they want. It's like, what? Who is this? What is going on? Like, oh, everyone's talking about it. It's so like it's making me feel things and therefore I'm going to like remember the brand. Mm. That's why I don't want to name them. Yeah, Because <laughs> it's irresponsible and ethically dubious to make people feel unsettled in their own home in order to get a product out there. Yeah, look, I've tried to sit in the brand's shoes and kind mm. of imagine them going, oh, my God, how funny would it be? If X, Y, and Z. And but what? Like, give me the pitch. Well, this is the thing. It would have been funny to me if it was obvious PR, like if it was the mystery items, mm. but it was beautifully printed. Like this particular sex brand speaks directly to women in terms of its branding. It's very feminine. And yeah. this is why it's done so well in its industry because yeah. it's taken sex toys and put them in your color palette, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> if it had arrived in something quality that was beautiful, Beautiful, and I was like taken on this journey. I would have had the same intrigue, but I would have known it was PR, but there was a mystery behind it. It was the fact that they chose to go down the route of making it really homemade, cheap, nasty, fucking confusing when the cost of shipping is more than the item itself that's inside the package, the jankiness mm. of the package. Mm. Even the cutout notes were on thin paper that was flimsy and folded yeah. at the edges. Like nothing about it felt curated. Well, and out of the, sam- the sample of seven people who were involved in this and looked at it, no one went, I think you're overblowing it. No one. Not one Every person. Every single person and was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. And for me, where it's really tone deaf and where it's absolutely missed the mark is the brand itself is supposed to be a really sex positive brand and feminist and feminist and like very like empowering female sex as this like really positive, powerful thing, right? That's their 
brand ethos, this whole thing was sexually threatening. And sorry, it's giving rapey. It's yeah. giving stalking. It's giving dark it's alley. It's actually anti-feminist. It's like it's all the feelings you would not want associated with if it was your brand, I think. Like but- if your brand is like sex positivity and feminism and empowering sex for women, this was the fucking opposite. It made you fearful. It made you scared. It gave you heightened anxiety. It made your whole family terrified. And it, it had real world implications on you in a business way, it did. in a personal way. It was fucked up and it's not okay. They tapped in to women's deepest, darkest fears, yeah. which is having a sexual predator mm-hmm. stalking you. That is Commenting s- on your body. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. And then add the layer of women who have children, then you really start to fear for their safety. It's just, it feels like they deserve a fine is how I feel. I'm really, really mad about it. And I understand I'm like, I have personal buy-in and I'm close to it. And maybe if I was a step back, I would have another feeling. But, but even I am Show Daddy. Fucking, yeah. Show Daddy was enraged. He, he was, was like, this furious. is some sick fuck. Yeah. Like, and thank you for saying that, Rebsy, about there were seven of us looking across all of this mm-hmm. and not one of you felt it was genuine PR because I feel a bit stupid. Yeah. And I I I hate that. And I I really don't. And that's like the ripple effect of this bullshit. That's Mm. why I said, give me the pitch. You know, we market shit all the time. We sit around and figure out an effective marketing strategy. I understand people want to have cut through for their brand. And when you say you give compassion to the brand, okay, let's go on that journey. So is the pitch, let's send weird, like threatening ransom notes with random peach themed products to a bunch of influencers to see if they post about it on their Instagram. Is that the pitch? Because Mm. it was everything is a choice. You know, when you do marketing, you make choices. So that font was a choice. Mm. Printing it out and hand cutting it was a choice. The products were a choice and the products were janky, like the lollies. It wasn't a Pascal's peach or whatever. It was like a little corner shop baggie with loose lollies in it. Totally. And I couldn't find a link because the peach sachets were Lipton Lipton, and then the can of peaches was Coles, home brand. And then these lollies, beauty products. Yeah, a beauty product. Like I was like, this can't be PR because yeah. it's competing brands. I don't understand what is happening yeah. to me and why is this happening? Yeah, and the yeah, fact yeah. that I was on tour, I was like, this is deliberate. This is happening while I'm on tour because yeah. they, you know, like I it just. It all lined I, up in yeah, the worst possible yeah. way. It's like, this is a weird comparison, but for any parent who has ever lost their child, mm. it doesn't matter if you lost your child for two minutes or 20 minutes, mm. your brain yeah. in a nanosecond yeah. entertains every single worst worst possible scenario and that is exactly what happened to me but it went on for days and then Mm. add into that police who are putting their hands up and saying sorry we can't do anything about this but there's a fourth package coming look out for that like Like, it was fucked up yeah and actually they were wrong because there was a fifth package that arrived which was the actual PR reveal look I just want to validate your like I hate that you feel stupid like it's like oh I'm just some influencer thing I got caught up in and I thought I was being personally no fuck that all seven of us thought it was that mm. to the point where I hired security I know and I'm not you know like I'm probably lean more to the relaxed end of the spectrum mm. rather than anxious and I was like I don't like this I don't like the feeling of it and I trust Jem's instinct that something is fucking up here and I trusted your husband's instinct that something wasn't right yeah 
Can you tell the DLs about the night you were home before you found out that well, it was I, PR? Uh, I just feel dumb. Can I tell it? Sure. But it was very real. Jem was downstairs in her house and her husband had gone to bed, but she wanted to finish an episode of this show she was watching. And she heard a sound outside her window and she literally got on her belly and crawled to the stairs and called her husband to come and get her because that's the state she was in where mm. a sound outside her window. It spooked me. Spooked her yeah. to the point where she was like, this is it. This is the fucking crazy person. Yeah. They're at my window. Yeah. Like they know I'm back in Sydney. That's the tender hooks you were on by yeah. this whole process. Like and it was I had to wake my husband up to come and get me because I was so I was paralyzed with fear. Yeah. Like genuine paralysis of my body where I was like, come and get me. Anyway, he came and got me and he was like, let's check the security footage. Like, thankfully, our house is rigged with cameras. Yeah. And he went through the footage and he was like, babe, there's nothing there. And I was like, no, I heard a sound. I was like, check it again. And he had to like calm me down it's not fucking okay yeah anyway I don't have time for that (laughs) I don't have time for it either but here's the question Revs like what do I do with this now like do I send a strongly worded email is there any point is it going to fall on deaf ears am I going to be accused of being precious like Mm. I don't fucking know like I felt like the police didn't help me like am I going to feel good sending a shittogram to this company like but I'm upset about it well I kind of want to send an invoice for like four events worth of security Mm. and you know what if we'd cancelled the show imagine what that would have had ripple you know that's what the police told us to do yeah they said cancel Cancel the the event event. don't put yourself in a vulnerable position if you're feeling like put it back on you it's like i just want to say to anyone organizing any kind of pr or marketing for your brand yes it's cool to be clever and yes you want to invite intrigue don't mess with women's fucking fear and personal safety in the pursuit of notoriety it's Mm. fucked up and it's ethically bullshit yeah and if you don't have a pre-established relationship partnership with someone you're working with do not send pr without asking permission do not send anything to anyone i don't care if it's po box or personal address people don't want it it. just Just don't don't do it it. it's not cool and also if you want goodwill with your brand like obviously they wanted you to post about it you know they wanted to use your channels and your audience otherwise why would they send it to you do you know what I mean they wanted to tap into your audience and your market share and I haven't partnered with this brand before that's they wanted something from you and yet they messed with you to get what they wanted and it's fucked up it's I know I keep saying it's ethically fucked but it is it's not ethical Mm. it's fucked up and you've fucked up guys Yeah, you really, really missed the mark on that one bad. Anyway, I guess. Okay, well. Not spawn. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hear me with your not spawn. (laughs) Can I take it back to nice tour vibes? Yes, you can. So we were so lucky. We had 10 out of 10 slam dunk glam while we were away. We did. We got to work with so many people. It was really cool. Because we don't know makeup and hair in all the other cities other than Sydney. We relied on our makeup artists who we work with here to give us recos and they were all absolute hit it out of the park. Mm. Amazing. Anyway, we also, (laughs) every time someone would open their kit, they would use different products. We were like, ooh, what's that? Mm. Ooh, what's that? It was an education. I mean, Gem and I spent more money than I'd care to admit on heading to Sephora or Mecca <laughs> after an event to pick up the thing we'd just gotten to use. Well, this is the thing, right, Rebsy? Because we're on tour and we're wearing stage makeup, like our skin was angrier, was angrier than usual. Yeah, yeah. But there was a couple of products that each of us fell head over heels in love with that was introduced to us by one of these makeup artists along the tour. We have different ones. Mine was, I'm going to admit it, it's bougie. It's spenny. Okay? It's, it's spenny. It's spenny, but holy fuck. 
Yeah. Is it worth it? And I'm like, this is me now. There's yeah. no going back. <laughs> but thankfully, a little goes, goes a, a long, long way. way. I was going to say, it's your thing of a little yeah. goes a long way. It's and true. it's a big container. Yeah. So you yeah. get bang for buck. Totally. But it's a product called Take the Day Off by, by Clinique. Clinique. And it's a makeup removing product, but it is the best of the best. So how our makeup artist explained it to us was she said, look, most makeup products are oil based. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you think about it, when you wash your face with water, even when you add product, you're still mixing like water, water and oil, and oil yeah. which famously don't mix. don't mix. So take the day off is it's like, how a, do I, it's a cleansing balm. It's a cleansing balm. So it's That's solid. Right. It looks like candle wax it does. In, in, in the, a jar, in the pot. And then you scrape like a, bit out like I would say a 20, 20 cent, cent coin worth yeah. um, amount and you emulsify it in your hand so you warm it up and it becomes like an oily cleanser yeah. but it's got a bit more viscosity to it yeah and then you basically it melts your makeup off it's in it incredible. melts it off in front of your eyes and like we were wearing lashes mm-hmm. and like waterline oh, eyeliner yeah. eyeliner on top liquid eyeliner all the like brow soap yeah. everything and it's so gentle yeah. it doesn't sting your eyes yep. that's the other thing because I was trying to get lashes off and I was just literally feeling them slide Slide away and this makeup artist gave me the best tip which speaks to my laziness with Mm. beauty which is like I always say to my clients after you emulsify in your hands put it on as you're entering the The shower shower. yeah so now I strip down nude to get in the shower I emulsify whack it on my face and walk into the shower and wash it off yeah and it literally takes the day off it does but it also is moisturizing to your skin so you don't feel stripped at all it's just yeah first cleanser where it actually leaves my skin and soft and moisturized too much of a hype girl but Jem went and bought it and then she used it in the hotel and then we met up for dinner and I was like girl you are glowing yes you did you are glowing did and you I'll, use the cleanser and I was like babe I've got no makeup yeah. on and you were like it's the cleanser it's the oil, it's the oil cleanser. cleanser yeah anyway take the day off amazing yep take the day off by Clinique Revzy mine's what's bougie yours? too it's, mm. I have to apologize but you know, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's the Laneige, 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 Laneige overnight lip mask. It's apparently a cult product. We were behind the ball on we, this. We just weren't in the cult. We weren't. We hadn't discovered the cult yet. It's quite lip glossy mm. in texture. Yeah, but it's a thick, sticky lip mask the makeup artist Renee she prepped our skin whatever that means and then she put this on and I was like what's on my lips like they feel amazing now of someone who gets incredibly dry and I have a very fragile lip area because I get terrible cold sores my oh, lips you were stressing I about it the whole tour the entire tour you think Jem had it bad with anxiety <laughs> you know thinking she had a stalker oh no no I was worried about old mate cold sore popping up at any minute to ruin my tour <laughs> anyway after the last show in Sydney I literally looked to the sky and said to the gods, well, you can come now. (laughs) I can have a cold sore now. I don't care. But so if you have cold sores, you know, things like if they get dry and cracked, wind beaten or sunburnt, that can trigger a cold sore really easily. So I'm always, always putting pawpaw on is what I've always done. But this lip mask, holy fuck, it makes your lips pillowy, mm. super moisturized. And then they hold lipstick and lip liner a lot better. Like I feel like you did Laneige, Laneige, whatever it's called, a disservice by saying it's sticky. My favorite thing about it is that it's not sticky. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Like when I think of it's those stickier really. stickier than like a balm. Like a it is stickier pawpaw. than a balm, but it's not like those really tacky lip no. glosses. Like no. where you're like. No, you, know. you don't mind having it on. It's lovely. And you could wear it to bed without feeling like you had like your lip gloss on. Yeah. It's not going to rub off. No. On your pillow or whatever. No. It's 
sticky and that it will stay put. I am not a lip gloss, lip balm person ever. And I loved it. She bought one too. Like it's amazing. And it comes in different flavors. You were a bit put off by the scents, but honestly, I've got the vanilla one. There's no scent to it. There's 100% a scent There's to not it. A scent. No, babe, it's called vanilla. Yeah, they didn't go, subtle. let's make a scentless balm, but give it a scent name. No, I know. No, they have. It's, if you have a sensitive nose like me, <laughs> the scents are all strong, but I highly recommend their limited edition. You can only get this online, not in store at Sephora, but it's called Choc, <laughs> Choc Mint. Mint. Yeah, that it was is good. the subtlest yeah. one. But no, the vanilla is great. And I personally don't taste or something, but they have one that's went viral, which is like a grape gummy bear or something. And everyone loves it's that. It's like Hubba Bubba or Some, something. Yeah, yeah, something. yeah anyway, if, you're, if that's your thing. Anyway, there's a whole range of them at Sephora, or as Gem said, online. It is spenny. It is bougie. You don't need it, but fuck, do you love it? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's my not spawn. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for being here with us today, guys. We love you, DL. We do. Um, bit of a roller coaster episode. Yeah, this you one. okay? You don't look okay. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. just. I think I'm still processing. Yeah. If I'm honest, yeah. I am. I don't know how I feel about it because when I learnt that it was PR, I felt an enormous sense of relief, mm. which was then quickly followed up by anger mm-hmm. and rage, mm-hmm. like what you're feeling. And I guess I'm just trying to weigh up. I don't know. Maybe I can ask the DLs. Mm. Should I do something? Should I school? the brand should I let them know the impact Mm. that they had or do I do nothing and and like not give it any more of your energy yeah Yeah. I'm torn I don't know what to do so Mm. I welcome any thoughts or opinions or maybe there's someone who works in PR Mm. who has opinions and thoughts on this and can educate me on that too I don't know well thanks for sharing I mean I just hope that if anyone is thinking of any kind of rogue guerrilla marketing and they heard this, they would think twice. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. But we love you, DL. We love you guys. And um, as always, we'll be back in your ears with a bestie hotline bright and early on Friday morning. Bye-bye. Bye.